Hey everyone, if you hear me knocking, you can't come in, but you can always invite me in. Welcome to another splendid episode. We're almost three quarters away done with our series. Wow. Wow. The, the first the first season, not season. series. Um from the UK. We say series. You little snotty little Americans. Let me tell you, America's nothing but oh, wrong character. Yeah, I like Americans. Americans are cool. We are premise is simple. We take a cool thing that's everyone's seen except for like one person in the world, and that's me, Jim Phoenix. I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer series in my life, and nor will I. And we take two super fans, just say hi. Hello. And Xander say hello. Hi. And their job, along with Travis, say hi. Hello. Who is watching Buffy for the very first time, is to kind of sell it. Should we watch Buffy? Should we not watch Buffy? Should anything go? Who knows? Dog and cats not living together because that's not a lawsuit. All I know is this episode's called what? The Puppet Show. The Puppet Show. I love that David Schmiller film. <laughs> he, he's a master of that. So is it like a sh- they're showing that? Pretty much. Oh, cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen I guess. The, the David Schmiller film, Puppet Master? Oh, Puppet Master. No, I yeah. actually have not seen Puppet we Master. Saw, what was it? Puppet <gasps> well, Master 4? Uh, the Little oh. Strike. Yeah, The Little Strike. Yeah. yeah, the most recent one. Oh, my God. Yeah, the OGs one are cool, too. <laughs> Uh, so puppet show, what's it about? What's how does it start? We start off, we got this like creepy POV shot, uh, backstage where it appears people are, uh, warming up or getting ready for auditions or something for some sort of talent show. And we hear this creepy voice go, I will be whole. On stage, Hmm. we have one Miss Cordelia Chase singing terribly off key. The greatest love of all. And Giles is in the audience just going, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And she goes, no, I have a sparkler portion. And he's like, it's cool. Like, just go. Just go. Oh, it's Um, for school. Yes, it's for school. I thought thought it was like a random, I thought it was like America's Got Talent. No, 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 no. I'm like, Giles is like supporting Cordelia? No, this is... And here's what we find out because Buffy, Willow, and Xander walk in and they start teasing Giles because he's in charge of the talent show and they're, you know, wanting to laugh and mock. And he's like, you know, you could be supportive and, you know, be a part of the talent show. And they're like, nah, not going to do that. And he goes, our new Fuhrer Snyder is making me do this to make me more uh, involved with the students. And then they're all just laughing at him, except then. Uh, Principal Schneider, Principal Schneider, Principal Snyder walks in and he overhears all of it. And he's like, hmm, I think that uh, you three need to be integrated with school activities. So you're actually going to be a part of the talent show. He says that uh, he's the new principal in town. Principal Flutie was too touchy feely for his liking. And Sunnydale will neither touch nor feel under his watch. Nice. And um, on top of that, for like for the people that don't know that the principal is played by a gentleman named Armin Shimmerman. So amazing. By the way, the like he's been I'm looking stuff right now. He's been in stuff since 1980, right around that. The stuff that most people are gonna remember him for, he was Quark on Deep Space Nine. Oh really? The Ferengi, the bartender, yeah, he was yeah. the same guy. 
He's a great actor. That if you ever seen Deep Space Nine without any spoilers whatsoever, there is an episode where it's like a like a one off, where they're not actually playing their own characters; they're playing a completely different timeline, and it's just lets people do and showcase. Like Renee Albert Jones is also in it, the, the Quebec actor who just died a bit ago, but they have an amazing range. And the kid, Cork kid's dead. What was Cork's kid's name? You know? Oh, I'm not a fan. I've Nog? never seen it. Or is Nog the, uh, the cousin or the brother? Yeah, but he 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 died. I mean, people that that show is old now. But I'm not on top of that. And then people that play video games. That uh, I don't know if anybody here's played uh, any of the Bioshock games. He was Once. the voice of Andrew Ryan. Oh, cool. Uh, that's the dude that is like guiding the character. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. He, same guy. He played Andrew Ryan. He's played Clark. He's played the principal in Buffy. I mean, he's been acting for about 40 years. That's nice, man. I, I like when they have some chops. It's like getting Giles' dude. And, and like I'm looking through it right now. Like regularly, you see him have at least between uh, – yeah, he's even done Broadway, but I mean, he's one of those actors where you've seen him, depending between movies, TV, video games, that sort of thing. He's had at least one role almost every year since for like the last 40 years. So, yeah, that's good work. Yeah. yeah. Character actors, you know, people forget the character actors have been in, you know, like, what's his name? Um, Big Trouble in Little China. He played uh, the bad guy. Kurt Russell. No, 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 Michael no. Michael no, Douglas. No. I get him confused. What's his name? James Hall? Douglas. James, James Hall. No. James Hall's not real. <laughs> I said James Hong. Oh. Oh, yeah. James Hong. He's a good actor. He's been in something like 500 some odd roles since he started acting. Like yeah. legitimately over 500. Yeah. I have a theory about Bill Murray. That's something similar. But so anyways. So anyways, uh, the next person to audition is Morgan and he is going to be uh, doing a ventriloquist act. And we learned that Buffy is freaked out by puppets. And they said, why? What happened? And she said, I saw a puppet and got freaked out. That's all there was to the story. I just like, it's just one of those things where she's the slayer, but you know, they creep her out. Yeah. Um, when he is like, he starts off his audition. It's a little bit rocky, but then the puppet starts actually talking and it's clear that he's surprised by this. But everybody else in the audience like believe that it's like just part of his act, and they're all laughing along. <laughs> See, I thought that that was I thought it was part of his act. I thought that he knew it was going to happen, but if not, he that was an amazing save on his end. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a. I thought it was int- like I thought it was pretty obvious that the puppet was actually talking. Uh, well, I didn't. But you know, no, no. Um, then we go to a P- another POV shot in a locker room, and we get that creepy voiceover again. This is "I will be flesh," and one of the people that we saw backstage warming up uh, is attacked. Mm. Then we get Travis's favorite part of the episode: credits. The credits. And so, so far, it sounds like I know what you did last summer. I believe that had talent show in it. That's oh, not a talent show. That's a pageant. Yeah, well, there's pageant. a pageant. But a talent portion to it, maybe? I think they all do it sometimes. Yeah, point, I yeah. mean, most pageants do. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I like, that's one of 
uh, with I Know What You Did Last Summer, that's one that I legitimately get mixed up with um, Scary Movie all the time, where she's like doing the dramatic reading. And she goes, no, there's somebody in the rafters. Oh. Oh. And they're like, amazing, you win. And she goes, yeah. I win. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that when we were at the gym the other day. <laughs> the first two scary movies are great. They are. <laughs> Grab my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I was listening to a podcast talking about a house bunny the other day and on a fair. That's a good movie. It is okay. So I found out that the movie was the movie was written specifically for Anna Ferris to be the lead, which makes complete sense now that I know that I'm like, yeah, that makes. I don't know anybody else who could have pulled it off with as much charm as her. Like, Um, can we? Can people stop sleeping on movies like that? That movie is so good. I just watched it. I don't know. About a month or two ago, that's it. Yeah, she, she has slept on as somebody that's funny. Did you ever see um, Mom? I, my mom is a big fan of the show. I've never watched it. We don't have cable, so it's not. It's good. Like it's like it's one of those. It almost reminds me of Scrubs, where it's shows that are are sitcom, but when they get serious, like they get super serious, they make you think. Yeah, like, because I don't know, for the ones that haven't seen it, I'm not trying to go too off track here. She's, um, her and her mom are both members of AA. They're both recovering alcoholics. And she, you know, and it's a sitcom. It's funny. It's got her. Allison Janney plays her mom. Yes, love Allison Janney. But, and it's just, the, the show's hilarious, but there's also points where you're just like, well, damn. <laughs> Anyways. We can talk about House Bunny and Mom all day long because House Bunny's great. I'll second that. Our third, House Bunny is pretty cool. One one final thought on House Bunny: My sister's cat name, cat's name is Oliver, and we always call him Oliver. Oliver. Well, I love Emma Stone. Anyways, like she's one of my favorites. She's also amazing. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so there's more uh, like rehearsing going on for the talent show. It's very chaotic. They're setting up decorations. I've never seen a talent show where they put this much effort into having rehearsals and stuff. Like I or thought it force was the kids to be in the talent show. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be fairly self-contained, like practice well, on your own time. They, they forced Buffy and Xander and Willow because of their comments. Like I don't think anybody else there is being forced to do it. Giles is. Well, Giles is because it's his, you know he's employed by them. They actually have you know the right to tell him what to do. The, oh. the principal makes a comment like saying like he's wanting to stop all of the shit that's happening. Like he mentions people randomly catching on fire, all these deaths that are happening at school, which I think is kind of nice because it kind of feels like it's been swept under the rug pretty much this entire series yeah, so far. You, you you especially have expressed that you feel kind of gaslit by the characters. It's a just lot interesting of the time. that nobody. I mean, people just accept that deaths happen here. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I get it. You know, that's kind of the nature of the show, but still, like, acknowledge it. And I appreciated them acknowledging it finally. Uh, Our trio decides that they're going to do a dramatic scene because they fear it's the easiest talent they can do. This is where we find out. Yeah. (laughs) I was in in theater program in college. It is not easy. This is where we find out Willow can play the piano, but Willow is very has a lot of stage fright, and that's going to be important for the next episode. So it's mm. nice that they laid this uh, seed here right now. They've been like gradually laying it. They got the piano in the last episode. They got the stage fright here. 
Yeah, season two is actually just going to be called Willow the Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer. Willow the Buffy. <laughs> Willow the Buffy. <laughs> um, so they're like sitting there uh, bickering over what they're going to do. And then Sid the puppet is like sexually harassing uh, Willow and Buffy and it's gross. And of course, Morgan is taking the blame for it. They're like, that's enough. Um, he could have been like, it's not me. But Are they going to blame him? I will. I mean... Just take it off, dude. Regardless, Buffy's threat to him is also a threat to Sid because she said, if you don't stop, I'm going to turn your uh, puppet into Duraflame Log. So nice. I actually like Sid. The more the episode went along, I like Sid more and more. Once you get more into Sid's backstory. Uh, I mean, he's a creep the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, he's the Xander of this episode. Yeah, he is. He's like more Xander than Xander's ever been. <laughs> He's Xander if Xander was turned into a puppet. Yeah. So uh, Principal Snyder and Giles are talking about all of the misfortunes in Sunnydale like you were talking mm-hmm. about. And he's like, I'm going to make sure none of this happens on my watch. Cue a scream from the locker room and then wheeling a body out on a stretcher. Apparently, uh, Emily is her name. She was found in the locker room with her heart cut out. And... Mm. Yeah, our Scoobies are talking about it and they're like, okay, yeah, demons, they take hearts. And Giles is like, well, yeah, there are demons that do that, but they have claws and teeth and this was like cleanly cut out. Well, they, the the team, they're like, whoever's like taking the body away, like they bag a butcher knife. So you see like they, what the murder tool was at least. Yeah. And so, um, can we also like- talk about. When they're talking about this, they're talking about their their super secret. Nobody knows where Vampire Hunter plans yet in front of the entire school. Basically, they do it all the time. Yeah, all the time. I just know. I just I guess for right now, I noticed it here more than the other episodes. I'm like, you do realize they're right behind you, right? Well, the parents don't understand or don't know this. And parents just don't understand. I know. This is almost like the joke. This is almost like the the joke, sir. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> this is a Wendy's. That explains a frosty. So we we have this, and they are yeah they they. I mean, the library is basically a combat zone, so I don't think they're trying to hide it. But they no. are trying to hide it, sort of, but not too in successfully. Theory. Yeah. In theory, not in practice. Uh, let's see. They're going to interview everybody in the talent show to try and figure out what um, her last steps were, figure out who she was last seen with. And everybody is saying that they last saw Morgan with her. And they say that he's kind of a weird kid, always rubbing his head and moaning, except for Cordy. That, that, Cord- that sounds so wrong. Always rubbing his head and moaning. I, I, I don't go there. No. Is that what they say? There's always your note. Actually, uh, he's always rubbing his head. They pretty much say that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Cordy is very devastated. Uh, Emma was her best friend. The murder totally could have happened to her. It could have been Cordelia. <laughs> but it's not. Though. But it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buffy actually talks to Morgan after all of this, and he uh, said something about talking to Sid. But he's like, no, uh, practicing with him. I don't know. And then uh, he holds his head like it hurts. And then Buffy yells at him because Sid's talking again uh, to try and end the conversation. And then Morgan just like throws Sid in a trunk and runs away. 
uh, all of the Slayerettes are very willing to accept it's Morgan. They're like, he's weird. Everybody said it's him. Clearly, he cut out Emily's heart. And Buffy's like, hey, being weird doesn't necessarily mean you're a murderer. Um, <laughs> being the quiet kid doesn't mean you killed everyone. Yeah. Uh, Giles is trying to tell everybody, like, the new principal is on a war path. So, like, you know, just, like, be fucking be cool. Um, you know, we don't need the extra scrutiny. Buffy breaks into Morgan's locker by punching the lock in. Oh, and yeah, before that, the Willow is like, hey, I'll like hack into the computers here and I'll get you the combination. And then she starts to do it. And then like halfway through, she just is like, nah. Because Buffy probably never goes into her own locker since she doesn't really do schoolwork or anything. So she's probably never messed with the combination lockers. And those combination lockers can be like, very finicky if you're not well practiced with them. This is yeah. very true. Yeah, we've all had those high school experiences. For those of us who had lockers in high school, I found out not everyone does, which is weird. What do you guys do for your books? And it, it's it's always hell. Like take a left, take a right, I don't know, run around. Yeah, yeah, I don't miss those days mm-hmm. at all. Um, I miss the drinking. <laughs> After it, this is after school hours, which we find out very quickly because Principal Snyder pops up behind Buffy and is like, Why are you still here? And she's like, Oh, I'm getting something for my friend. And he's like, There are a few things that I'm not going to tolerate around here after hours loitering, murder, and smoking. <laughs> murder, yeah. the second? On the same level. Smoking. Huh. Huh. Okay. Uh, and he forces Buffy to leave, but she is able to take a quick peek and see that uh, the dummy trunk is still in uh, Morgan's locker, which I call shenanigans on because there's no way that trunk fits no. into that locker. Unless no those are like way. super deep lockers, but yeah. no. Yeah. Um, like, but the trunk is empty. Oh, he's so on the we move. don't. Yeah, we don't know where the dummy is. No, he's right there in the doorway because uh, Morgan and. Um, the puppet are just peeking through the door. They witness Buffy punch the locker. I was taking notes. I missed that. Oh, well, yeah. Because he even comments, he's like, see how strong she is? You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he's like Gabble from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that night, Joyce is being supportive, Joyce. And she's saying, I'm so excited to see you in the talent show, Buffy. Um, and Buffy's like, if you're that excited, don't come. <laughs> um, wow. She's like, that's the most supportive you could be of me. And then Joyce is like, what's really wrong with you? And then Buffy's like, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to bed and her mom's like, get some sleep. And so she's laying there on her uncomfortable looking pillow. And then, uh, we see the window open up. And little scurrying feet. Mr. Marbles. And uh, Buffy screams because she's being attacked. And her mom comes into her room really, really fast. I feel like Joyce is a very light sleeper. Um, I mean, I know Buffy was screaming loudly, but like Joyce is there instantly. Yeah. Um, but she lets a guy in her room. She can't be that <laughs> yeah. light of a sleeper. She's like, uh, you know, my daughter's finally... I'm not going to get back into this argument. We don't have time for that. (laughs) Ain't no time for bird sex. (laughs) Uh, You'll you'll appreciate this though, Jim, just based off of what you say your sleeping habits are. (laughs) True. Uh, 
so Joyce does come to check on her and, uh, you know, she checks the bed to make sure it's something. Buffy says there's something under the covers, but they can't find anything. Um, and Buffy's just like, she's very stressed. And I think like, this is legitimately like, cause she's actually afraid of dummies. So, yeah. um, she's actually stressed out and she, you know, her mom like tries to calm her down and gets her to go back to sleep. And she says, uh, you also shouldn't sleep with the window open. And Buffy's like, I didn't. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, not a freak to Shinobi. Yeah. And then she's trying to um, describe all of this to everybody there. Uh, Giles, Sander, and Willow. And they're all like, oh, so uh, it attacked you? And she said it jumped on her face, Jim. And I was thinking like a face hugger. Yeah. But- <sighs> No, nope, they say like <laughs> they say like a cat. So you can like you can be worried. Yeah, apparently that's a common thing with cats. And um, my cat does it. Yeah, our cats. Oh, yeah. They try to suck your soul out. Yeah, I, I just like how Zan- I just like how Xander was like. She's trying to describe. Oh, it's the dummy because he cr- ran across the floor, and Xander's like, like, like a, a cat. cat. Yeah, <laughs> and then it jumped on me like a cat. Like this, I honestly, this was probably one of my favorite Xander moments of the whole season. He's, actually, he's like, actually yeah. <laughs> the voice of reason. She's like, well, it could be this and this. Or he's like, or a cat. I don't well, see why they're so dismissive after everything that they've experienced. Exactly. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, this, this, anything could be possible. And that's why she always seems think about that kid who's saying, like, nobody's talking to me. Yeah. Um, we also glossed over a wonderful Cordelia moment. Um, Because she's arguing with Giles. She is being put behind some kid's rock band. And she's like, it's an emotional song. It's going to really mess with the mood of the audience. And I can't do that. And she's like going on and on and on. And Giles is like, we've talked about this. And eventually he just kind of like stares at the top of her head. And she's like, what are you looking at? And he's like, nothing. Uh, Your hair. And she goes, my hair? And then she runs off. And Giles is like, Xander's right. That really does work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love I, I'm surprised he's taking advice from yet. Xander it worked though it did but still is Xander the guy that you're going to go to for advice I mean, he can about Cordelia about getting Cordelia <laughs> away I mean uh, so Buffy yep. yeah Buffy wants to talk to Morgan away from Sid so that way she can get Morgan to just like actually talk to him um Giles has some information about demons that collect body parts to take human form, but their description doesn't match Morgan because these demons are usually very, very strong and Morgan is uh, very, very weak. Getting weaker by the day, Giles says. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is he doing? Is he like, Morgan, how many push-ups can you do today? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they wrestle each other. Yeah, I, I can. Only, yeah, he's giving them the whole training in the library too. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be better than someone. He's going to keep going down the entire school. Like I'm better than this one. Second grader, second grader. I need to protect Buffy better. Uh, so in class, Morgan has Sid out with him, and this is a kid that's just like begging to be picked on, like to have the dummy out with you in the middle of class. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. Yeah, like, like I was picked on a lot as a kid for being that weird nerdy kid and 
you know, like basically a lot of the stuff I liked then is cool to like now. So, but there's, and I got into some, like I was into some stuff, but I never, if I was into ventriloquism, I never would have brought that dummy with me to high school, mind you. Maybe ventriloquists will become a thing like a couple of decades from now and everybody's going to be like, I was into that whenever, you know. Yeah, but it's like, a, <laughs> you know, I, I, I get if you're going to bring it to a talent show or you're going to put it somewhere, but you're not going to sit there oh, no, and take yeah. your math test with, with a dummy, with, a, you know, a dummy's head, with a, your hand up a dummy's ass. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, as long as the dummy's there and your hands don't up its ass, it's okay. <laughs> That's the only part that I, have, I take issue with. Can you just with. imagine you go to stick your hand up a dummy's ass and you hear <laughs> from you or the dummy? Yes. <laughs> I, like to, I like to imagine that was Xander like, actually moving away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody needs to Xander's stinger buttons away from him. <laughs> we get, like, uh, oh. Cops coming in. I was like, sir, are you okay? Knock the door down. <laughs> Gotta do a wellness check. <laughs> Heard a man talking about his ass and then suddenly, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I paid I paid money for this, this soundboard. I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So okay, yeah. so the guy's got a dummy in class, and he's like, he's just drawing a target on himself at this point. You're yeah. Right. Well, the the dummy starts answering for him, so I think the dummy also wants him to be targeted. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher takes him and puts him in her little cubby, and she's like, "You can get him after class." And then after class, uh, she's like trying to check on Morgan and make sure he's okay. And he's like, like. He looks like he's jonesing for a bump of yeah, coke dude, or something. It, it, it like, looks like he's needing some drugs. Bad. Yeah, he's he like sweaty and bouncy, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. So, can you can you give me the dummy? Um, <laughs> and it's not in the cabinet. Oh. And Morgan's like, "Sid knew to wait for me," and the teacher's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we really? catch is Sid in here now? Can you see Sid? <laughs> Um, Xander is the one that took Sid and he's like yeah I took him because I knew you wanted to talk to Morgan uh, alone and Buffy's like so that's theft and kind of uncool um, she uh, she's still kind of freaked out about the dummy still thinks that he might be alive so Xander beats him against the table a little bit and he's like <laughs> see fake <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Buffy goes to find Morgan while Willow and Giles are going to research reanimation and organ harvesting uh, as you do. <laughs> and Xander is uh, supposed to babysit Sid. Babysit. Uh, Buffy finds a dressing room backstage, mostly abandoned, except for Principal Snyder. Ah, like, did Principal Snyder pack, like, plant a tracking chip on her or something? Yeah, he's always on top of her, like, just following her or something. Yeah, it's a little disarming, honestly. Uh, and like he also he feels a little bit like a typical like horror movie harbinger for a minute he's like a girl like you shouldn't be all alone start safe he's like crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th you're all doomed I'm glad you said that because I was about to go into my usual hogzilla bit I'm trying not to chant, do the chant right now. I want to see a sequel to Hogzilla. <laughs> I do too. Oh God, I would crowdfund it. 
That's what I'm or, or, the, or, or the uh, the grave digger from part six. What do they think I am? A fart head? Yeah. Boom. Well, maybe after we get moose jaws, we'll get Hogzilla two. <laughs> All right. Now we, we've had our daily allotment of talking about things and Hogzilla, <laughs> so I feel I feel fulfilled as a person. Uh, she uh, she tells Prince Will Snyder she can take care of herself. She really can, for the most part. Willow found some information on possessed toys that harvest human organs. Hmm, sounds familiar. Now they start to believe Buffy. Uh, too bad, because Xander uh, took his eyes off Sid so he could work on some homework, and then he looks over and the dummy's gone, and he j- jumps up on the table. They are uh, <laughs> so all of them in the library. They're acting as if a it's mouse. a mouse, yeah, because yeah. they're all just like looking down at their feet, and like, oh my god, you know, like just freaking out about that. Which I don't know, like you can see it. it's going to be like knee level high, you know. Actually, looking at that dummy, it was kind of tall. Yeah, it was like maybe three feet. Yeah, it's so, yeah, like it, it the size like of a small mouse. child. I mean, it looked like about the same size you would see of something like a uh, like a normal ventriloquist dummy for the most part. Yeah, so yeah, they would. It's easily detectable. Yeah, uh, we cut back to Buffy, and she does find Morgan, um, except his head's been cut open and his brain's missing. Oh, oh, he's yeah. missing. Yeah, and uh, just as she's realizing what's horrifyingly in front of her, a chandelier drop, drops on her, and she okay. dies. Yep, that's oh. it. That's the end of the show. Now Ooh. we get Willow with a buff. All right, everyone. We have. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's not the end. She uh, should have died because, you know, obviously it just knocked her out because they come back and she tries to lift it. And even with her strength, she has like, a, we've seen that she has all kinds of. Can she's I strong. Ask, can I ask a question? Yeah. Why the fuck does this school have a chandelier in a dressing room? That's a good question. That is a good question. What are the taxes in Sunnydale <laughs> County? <laughs> like the tax and the demons too. Yeah, library <laughs> no book. You know, chandelier high, dressing room. High property tax because of the hellmouth. Yeah, hellmouth tax. But no, like she should like even like as strong as because you've seen that she even with her strength that we've actually seen this episode, you see how strong she is. And how, you know, she's stronger than the average teenage girl. She has trouble moving and lifting this. She should have died. Hey, hey. Teenage (laughs) girls are pretty strong. I don't care what that video says. I'm pretty sure that's the tagline for the show. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She should have died. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not buying it, though, either. I, I feel like she should have been strong enough to lift that chandelier enough to be able to get out from under it just based off of everything we've seen. She did get out from under it eventually. Yeah, but she but had to like just, away. We needed her stuck down there dazed know, for long I enough know. so that way we can see Sid the puppet coming at her with a butcher knife. I like that. We get a little murderous puppet now. Yeah. But then we have this like little almost sitcom moment where when she does wrangle herself free, she pins him against the wall and they're both basically saying the same thing to each other like, okay, you got your heart and your brain. Now you're done. And then they're like, Wait, what? You? It's the Spider-Man meme of them, oh, the Spider-Man pointing mm. at Spider-Man, like yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> so it turns out he used to be a demon hunter, and then uh, one day he wakes up as a dummy, 
And he's got to kill uh, all seven of these demons that are like collecting body. Like, so these demons have to collect a heart and a brain to stay in their human body for seven years. They do this every seven years. There's seven of them. He has killed six. Once he kills the seventh, he will be uh, able to die. Basically. It'll be your last. Let's do it. Who knew the doc would bite it first? But yeah, I get it. So they got seven dwarves. He's killing them. Yes. And there's yeah. there's an apple. Left. Mr. Fields is going to be the dwarf. Grumpy's the only one left. I'm uh, going to do this one. So they figure out through process of elimination. They figure since they got Morgan's brain that uh, whoever it was is going to drop out of the talent show because the only reason that the demon was there was to get those body parts. So Sid tells Giles to form a power circle at the beginning of the talent show and I guess this see is like who's a, missing. I guess an established thing. Yeah, I was in drama club and I did like I did a lot of acting in middle school and high school and we never did a power circle. It was never called a power circle. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I did I did a lot in the college and I did, you know, cast and crew for the majority of the time I was in college. We never did that. We, we met up, but we didn't hold. We met up in the, you know, before the show, but we never held hands and, okay, hold hands, power circle. Okay, thanks, oh, guys. Like, it was like hands? two seconds. Yeah, no, yeah, like, we, they're we holding hold hands hand. like in a circle, almost like a prayer circle. Yeah. So he's like, okay, hold. power circle, guys, like three seconds later. Okay, have a good show, everybody. Like, I, I, and, I was thinking group sex, so that's not what we're doing. <laughs> And that, I mean, just based off of what I've heard, that's not too far off from what usually happens if you form a power circle in this situation. That's why I thought. That's why I thought, like, all these, oh, they're, they're sexually charged up. They go to the same peach pit or the bronze, and the Fonz is there, and they got Mr. Hand. and It's the Fonz, Angel. I, I, I like think the Fonz is Angel, yeah. Hey. I think so. Because that's why Angel it's hard to say, yeah. Angel. Angel. <laughs> Um, Buffy and Sid are like sitting overhead like to try and see who's missing but turns out nobody's missing Um, they have like this little like moment where he's just talking about basically how he's ready to die and he's been doing this for so long and you know you I'd feel more attached to him if he wasn't still also like making gross comments about Buffy's body She's 15 and he is uh, similar to Angel in that he is uh, way older than her. He's also talking about, he's like, I knew a slayer once. She was hot. Like, okay, cool. Way to objectify. Yeah, like, that's what you took away from the whole thing. Yeah. yeah great. Fucking gross. <laughs> um, I'm just glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. We did he not was get. Way, he was way more useful than Xander ever was, though. That's true. Uh, we did not get a wood joke. No woody jokes. Oh my god. Nothing like that. Yes. I'm very happy about that. I didn't even think about that. Low hanging fruit. I'm glad they didn't go there. Well, he did make that one joke. He's like, once you go wood, everything else is not as good. Everything, oh, everything else is better? No, that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> not good, yeah. So he's a perverted his gavel then. The perverted little ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, Buffy decides she's gonna, uh, she runs down there real quick and her and Giles talk about the fact that everybody's there for the talent show. He's like, go let, uh, go let Willow and Xander know. And then she also sees that Sid's missing now too. So she's like, okay, cool. Gotta find him. Uh, she 
notices a mysterious dripping backstage coming from, I don't know where it's coming from because she reaches up out of frame and then a brain drops down. <laughs> yeah, that oh, doesn't that. make any sense. Yeah. I can't believe it's not butter. Gave me a mysterious dripping from behind backstage for a while. The last just goes right through you. Uh, apparently the demon rejected Morgan's brain and they're trying to figure out why, because he is like the smartest kid in school. And, uh, so Willow hacks into the school files and finds out that, uh, Morgan had brain cancer. Oh, wow. Wait, that's in his file at school? Yeah, he was, he had like a ton of absences, but they were excused emergency, um, like an emergency number was, uh, like the regional cancer hospital. And noticed, no one noticed his shaved head and the scar. He did not have a shaved head or scar. Mm-hmm. Or, or the chemo and the mask. No, no. Not all chemo causes hair loss. Oh, oh really? Yeah. But, but they're doing brain. They usually try to shrink the tumor down and they have to remove. But, yeah. Uh, I, anyway, okay. I go, guess. Good for this dead kid, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so they, they figure. That uh, the demon's gonna go for the next smartest kid in school, and Xander, damn it! <laughs> uh, Buffy and Xander both look at Willow before she realizes that, oh God, no, not good. Um, one of the talent show kids, Mark, is doing a magic act. He says his assistant didn't show, and he needs some help from Giles. Uh, he's like, "Here, lay down in this guillotine." Totally not suspect. And Giles is like, "Shouldn't it be my neck underneath the blade?" And he goes, "No." He just uh, straps it so that way the blade will hit right at the top of his head to scalp him. Nice. Uh, the trio in the library is like, should we go tell Giles? No, he's a pretty smart. Uh-oh. Nope. So they run in there. Um, They're like, Buffy's trying to fight Mark the Magician, whose skin is getting more and more scaly as the minutes progress. Uh... Xander and Willow are trying to free Giles from the guillotine. Sid pops back up. Don't know where he's been at. He's just uh, on the guy's back now, uh, stabbing him. <laughs> yeah. They manage to strap, they, they get Giles free and they strap the demon to the guillotine, chop off his head. Jesus. And then Sid says, I have to like take care of the heart too for him to really be dead. And once he stabs him, the dummy slumps over. And so Buffy picks him up. And so the scene on the stage is that there's this guillotine with a headless demon with a knife sticking out of its chest. Buffy is holding a puppet like a small baby and Willow is holding an ax and Giles and Xander are both a little shell shocked. And then the curtain rises and principal Snyder says, I don't get it. Is it avant-garde? <laughs> so nice. I like, I like that this is how it ends because it cuts to credit, but during the credits, it has them go on with their like scheduled routine, which I thought was kind of like a missed opportunity. I wish that they would have played off the scenario that like yeah. open the curtains with. Ta-da. Yeah. And then they could have like, you know, maybe done some wow. kind of like fake acting type thing where they could have tried to play it off, but you know, no, oh well, and this is the only episode in the entire series where they have anything going on during credits. Yeah. I, I thought uh, I wasn't expecting that to happen. I, it was a little bit weird, but Whatever. But yeah, that's it. That's the puppet show. Yeah. I dig that. I, I like it. I, I actually would have I, I agree with Travis. I would have ended the same way you just did. Uh, I yeah. 
sometimes missed opportunities happen. I wonder if that's just just Whedon. Just did he write this one? Did he write the entire first season, Josh Whedon? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for sure though. Um, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a nice episode. I thought it was like, it was funny. It had a good twist. You made it sound like it's very divisive within the, no, the first season itself is very divisive. So this episode is generally likes. Yeah. For the most part. Okay, good. And Uh, actually it, it, even though it's not in Canon, uh, Sid actually does make further appearances. Like this is his, this is the only time he's, he's seen in Buffy. But they had two video games on the original Xbox. And there was a sequel. It was Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds. This had this was season four. Like he had Spike and I think um oh uh other the, the other slayer. Um Faith. Uh, a lot of the other characters like this was after high school. Like it was actually a really good game. And Sid actually comes back, and they, oh, you're back. I thought you were like, oh, something happened, so blah, blah, blah. So you actually get to do stuff with Sid in the game. It's actually pretty good. Hmm. That is interesting. I can games do that. Oh, wait, wait. That's the Xbox game? Yeah, the original Xbox. Wait, was uh, that the universe? Uh, give me one second. Uh, this episode was written by Dean Batali and Rob Deshotel. Okay, so it's not just... Joss is just credited as a creator on this one. There was uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer just as is 2002 in um, for the original Xbox. And that one had Buffy, Giles, Xander, Cordelia, Willow, Angel. Mm -hmm. Uh, They bring back like it's one of those. Hey, we're going to bring back characters that are dead. But the one um, chaos, there was actually there's been six video games actually all released after 2000. Most recent one was 2009. Which one was the one with Sid? So I think uh, 2003 kind of Chaos Bleeds. Chaos Bleeds. For chaos Xbox. Bleeds on the original Xbox came out in God. 2003. We had sounds so pretty, pretty average, like pretty decently like. What's on the cover? Uh. Xander, Faith, Buffy, Willow, and Spike. Oh, you know what? I played that one. Yeah, it's actually, I'm looking at it right now. Fifth season. So this takes place during the fifth season. Okay. We're not going into spoilers for the fifth season, but I'm saying the video game itself takes place during the fifth season. Okay. I just like, I want to be real careful because I'm trying to avoid spoiling too much of it for Travis that he doesn't already know. I'm just saying just the game itself. And I just mentioned this because out of all the characters they have here that Later on, Sid, they bring back Sid. And that's the one I love playing because it's a little that side thing. Good. It was you, good. You, oops, sorry. You get to play Sid and his, his quest, basically his entire quest, how you level him up, is you say misogynistic things to Buffy. You stand out in front of a uh, construction zone and you just go, like, hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> you do one of those things. And that's, that, that's your entire quest. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't play the game. The entire Which, thing is just yeah. set up for that joke. That was but just no, my like, punchline. For like, no, but it actually legit is a good game, though. Well, was I, I don't know. I didn't even have the Xbox. So I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I have played it. It is, actually uh, is good. Is Owen a playable character? No. <laughs> no, he, Owen's reading his Emily Dickinson. He doesn't have time for quests. Mm. Can Xander skateboard in these games? Because that would be something I need to know. It quickly drains his health. 
<laughs> just like falls down. It's like bully. Okay, so what would we say about this, Xander? What would you say about the overall episode of episode nine? I enjoyed it. Uh, this was like this was a kind of a I want to say sort of kind of fun episode. It was different. Like I get like especially with early shows like this, you do a lot of freak of the weeks type episodes. This one was slightly different <laughs> because there for a while they were thinking it could have just been a human killing people. But I, the only bad thing I wish I had about this is I wish there was more Sid later on. Like I, I know pro- Sid can be problematic, but I liked him as a character. And I wish he was he was there more. But yeah. overall, I thought it was. I'll give it a three and three quarters, maybe. That's not bad. That's not bad. Travis, what do you think? I liked it. I'm a sucker for killer puppet dolls, whatever. I don't know. I like it. Um, I, I, I wish that he was the killer, though. I, yeah. It was a, it was a nice little twist. I, I expected him to be messing with him. I didn't expect him to actually be a demon slayer, like he was saying. I just kind of thought that he was, you know, pulling one on him and then he was going to kill them, which they kind of like they played with, especially whenever they did the power circle. And then after the power circle, he just disappears and doesn't show up again until the very end. So but I liked it. You know, it's good. Yeah, I think it's a good way to build suspense where we think it's it's almost the uh, the red herring from the Scooby Doo shows. Like, Oh, it's actually this yeah. guy. Yeah. Named Scooby Doo actually had a character named Red Herring. It's old man Jenkins. (laughs) Jess, what do you think? I love this episode. I like that we get the introduction of Principal Snyder. He is one of my favorite side characters in the early seasons. I like that uh, it it kind of puts some of this logic like Travis was talking about into the universe of like, hey, there are people paying attention to the shit that's happening. Right. Um, I like that we get this series of people just being weird with their talents. We get the whole like multiple twists with, um, with the dummy. Is he a killer? Is he not a killer? What's going on with Morgan? Like, I just feel like it's a fun episode from start to finish. It's one that I honestly, it doesn't even feel like it's a full hour of television. Uh, I have a good time with it. Uh, that's decent. And I'm glad people who are watching the first time, like, and the people who are watching it and the people who never will watch it, I enjoyed listening to this one because it reminded me of other programs like the Talons of Wayne Cheyenne from the original Doctor Who series with Tom Baker. And, you know, and you, you have the Gabbo, which is based on another horror episode, like an older horror movie. So we, we do. And like Carla Rhodes and her dummies, we kind of, yeah, dummies are scary. They are. And that's why we automatically assume he's a villain because there's no dummies like oh, even Pinocchio is kind of a dick. You know, I mean that was kind of the whole point. I'm a real Pinocchio, boy. yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Like Pinocchio would never listen to anyone. That's why his nose kept growing. So I dig it. I I can't wait to put this one in the wood chipper. So on behalf of myself, Jim Phoenix, and my co-host Travis, Jess, and Xander, bye everyone. See you next time. We can let us in or invite us in, and then let us in because that's what you do when we invite us in. You have to let us in. <laughs> Bye.